Hello and welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour podcast, ostensibly about video games, but mostly about new hardware. I'm your host, Bobby Peace. Joining me as always, the gamer on the go, Chase Kennedy, the gamer that should go, Johnny Imzich. Gentlemen, how is those shiny new consoles treating you? It's fantastic. There's one sitting in my house right now. I like that the PS5 controller has the little grippies that are the symbols. I think I said that on yeah. the podcast before. It's a nice, it's a nice touch. Hopefully, but by the time I, you're listening I, to this, we don't have. I, one. I want a PS5 just so I can experience that controller. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the good. most exciting thing. Like it's that Ast- uh, uh, Astrobot, and then yep. mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's one, Demon two, Souls. and not. No, I, yeah, I yeah, said nothing. Demon, I Demon Souls nothing. might be beneath nothing for me. It might be nothing then Demon Souls. <laughs> no, no, you guys are uh, <laughs> big souls. You're real excited to hear about. Um, how Phil Spencer's played lots of Elden Ring, right? And I'm ready to hear it. Yeah. Actually, let's just date the episode. So we are recording this on 11-11-2020. Uh, by the make time you're hearing this, make a wish, everybody. By the time you're hearing this, you should be uh, playing. Johnny's still here. Uh, I guess it didn't come oh, true. Damn it. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, by the time this podcast airs, you may be the proud owner of a new Xbox or a new PlayStation. Uh, congratulations from all of us here at the show to you. It is an exciting time for a lot of people. Uh, new hardware is always uh, a big deal. We covered a lot of our hot takes on that last episode. So if you want to know where we stand on some of that, go back to episode 192, uh, our November preview, where we talk about some of those games coming out for it that we recommend. We also talk a little bit about the hardware and maybe like the lack of excitement or the excitement we find. And we just echoed some of the similar things here around the controller and some of the games, but. We mostly uh, talked f- about 13 on that last episode, I think. It was like 45 minutes talking about 13, and then yes, I think we talked about some true. other stuff that didn't matter as much. But tonight's episode isn't going to be about those new consoles as much as you'd like them to be, probably. But it is going to be about some of the games that we've been playing that you can play on those new consoles. And maybe if you should or shouldn't be playing these games on said consoles. That is a true statement. But... Before we get into all that, because Chase, you are definitely keeping things weird this week, and I, I don't think it's that weird. It's definitely not that weird. But you and I have <laughs> talked off pod quite a bit. I played, about I the, played three, I played two and a half new games and one quite old game. Fair, yeah, fair. Um, Chase, you and I have spent a little time off pod playing some Destiny, getting ready for Beyond Light, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but you did talk to me uh, about a game called Seven Nights Time Wanderer. And yes, this is, this is if you listen to the last show, uh, I believe Bobby said, that weeb shit. Yep. The, the weebiest of shits. Uh, Pansu Dragoon. Man, we'll never, we'll never we'll peak never, again. We'll, we'll never beat that. <laughs> we'll never beat that. But Chase, it did sound interesting, um, and I'd love to know what you've been playing, and I'd love to know a little bit more about Seven Nights, and Johnny... Being the uh, weeb adjacent of the show, I think mm. would absolutely uh, appreciate hearing about this as well. Yeah, uh, Seven Nights Time Wonder. Uh, we did talk about this on the last show. It's based on a gotcha game that came out of South Korea, I believe, called Seven Nights. And <laughs> in in just kind of weird twist, I guess it's not that weird. I mean, you've had games like Grand Blue, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, then get Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and and so like they've They've gone from gotcha games to "quote unquote" legitimate games um, before. Genshin. Uh, yeah, well, Genshin is a is a gotcha game. Like that that game 
is gotcha. legitimate. That, that game's legitimate, but also a gotcha game. Uh, Seven Nights Time Wonder is just a straight up traditional RPG. But Where are you has, playing it at? I'm playing it on the Switch. Uh, I okay. think it might only be on the Switch. Maybe it's on other okay. stuff. Johnny, can you fact check that? It might also be yeah. on PC, uh, but I know it's it on Switch. It is only on the Nintendo Switch. It's okay. the sole platform. Cool. cool. Um, and and it's a traditional RPG with some interesting twists to it in, in that it feels like a mobile game, but not in a bad way. I, it kind of... Okay. What does that it, mean? It, yes. <laughs> good good <laughs> question. Um, movement is uh, okay. very rigid. You are... You're moving down paths. You... It, it's not... It's not linear, exactly, but it is like you you're basically moving around a, a board, a game board kind of thing. It, it feels. Uh, Does there it will feel be, bad to move the game like itself, like the input that you're doing, or is it more just the way the characters are moving on the screen? Well, that, yeah, I mean, it's because it's like a board game. You're not you're not expecting it to move smoothly, right. so you Got you it. understand that it just kind of moves node to node, and you can see where all the nodes are going, and you can move accordingly. And then things will pop up in front of you when you get closer to them so you can see, oh, there's an enemy there if I take another step. Or, oh, there's a chest over here if I go a couple steps this way. Um, but you're, you don't get like free roaming like you would in a, a more traditional RPG. So it, it feels very limited in that way. But and, and I think it feels limited in lots of ways, lots of aspects, not just the, the overworld and the movement. But I think those things lead to a more focused and probably better game than what it would be if they didn't have these kind of limitations that they set on themselves. Does it have like the, is there, is there any sort of gotcha mechanic where you're paying into this? Like, is None. there any? Zero. Okay. Okay. Yep. You can't, the only money that you can put in this is to buy costume packs for the characters. How many and have you bought? I, I bought, I bought the bundle. Uh, at the beginning, uh, that that just gives them all to you. What's the best costume you put, you spent money on? Well, <laughs> I don't think the costumes are all that great, honestly. Okay. Uh, if I all could right. do it all over again, or or to be actually more accurately, I would say that the generic costumes are pretty fucking great. So there's no need to get the other ones because I think the the ones that are there are are pretty cool to begin with. So I, I actually, if I could buy this again. I would not buy the the bundle pack. I would just buy the straight up game, and and that'd be fine. The bundle I think is twenty eight bucks. The game itself is maybe like fifteen or twenty. It's twenty. Okay. I'm like yeah, I'm looking at it now. So it is much cheaper to get all those costumes if you buy them in, in the bundle. Uh, but again, they're not they're not super necessary. They do change up quite a bit of how the characters look. Uh, different hairstyles, different weapon looks if some characters have wings and then they like turn into bat wings or something like that or just lose their wings completely um so they do change up the way your characters look but they just kind of aren't really necessary you want an Uh, interesting little tidbit about this game i was typing it into google to get a little looks at some of these uh generic costumes Mm -hmm. and it's classified on google as an actual mobile game I, i mean i believe it 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 looks when you look at it, it looks like a mobile game. It looks like uh, it, it looks like Bravely Default in, in its character design. Yeah. Like it's a lot of um, kind of deformed-looking characters, lower poly, 
uh, small small feet, the Fire Emblem Awakening tiny feet. Uh, oh, that bothers me so much. It's not that bad. It's fine. It's fine. Resident uh, foot guy lets you know <laughs> feet bother. Um, so let me let me back up a little bit. the The story here is that you are. Th- this is maybe the dumbest part. The story is bad. The story is it's just it's either generic or bad or sometimes both. Uh, you both. you start as a girl named Vanessa. And okay. she's a little girl playing with her friends, and uh, she is a Windringer. That's her last name. And Windringer. That's a Windringer. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Wind Ringer. The game's all in Japanese, so it's it's hard to say exactly how that's pronounced. Windringer. Uh, sure. Yeah. Wind Waker. If that's no, it's definitely not that. Skywalker. <laughs> yes. There we go. Now we got it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so she's playing with a couple of her friends. She's she's young. She's like I don't know, twelve or something. Maybe even younger. Um, I can't remember what age they said she is. Um, and her family is the only one who can use some some mystic artifact that's gone back generations in their family. Only the Windringers are able to bring out the power of this thing, and it's a it's an hourglass thing that lets you go through time. It lets you wander through time. Oh, that's the yeah. name of the game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio oh. pointed at the screen. There you go. Um, okay. Yeah. So she touches this thing like it's in some vault, and she, because she's a precocious kid, she opens it up and then touches it, and then you know falls through time. Um, also, the time makes her older, <laughs> which just seems as it does. Like, yeah, I, it's. It's just like, oh, I went from being an 11, 12-year-old girl to, like, now I'm 18. So now I can now I can be prettied up. I mean, I, this game isn't sexual in any way, really. Uh, but it is just a weird Japanese-feeling thing, even though this is a South Korean-made game, to be like, hey, by the way, I mean, she might be 12, but she looks 18, right? It's oh, so it's very stupid. It's totally unimportant to the whole story. It just happens at the beginning, and it's don't, so don't dumb. Don't care for that. Yeah, don't I know. Like it, it's, it is a pretty immediate turnoff, even though it has no bearing on what the game is whatsoever. It's it's stupid. And also, she like has like this strong sense of justice. She feels like she's older in the way that she's written. So it just felt completely pointless to be like, by the way, I used to be 12. It's dumb. Um, but then the, the basic idea of the game is that she is going through these different dimensions. Some of them don't even feel like they're different time periods. That like she's just going to different dimensions because she's talking to people like oh well these people are on this side of the map I've never been to this side of the map before and it's like are you even actually going through time I'm not like it just feels like you're teleporting to different places not necessarily different time periods um, again the story is the story is pretty stupid but she goes to these different dimensions and it seems like everybody's got a problem there and she's searching for these things called time crystals to power up the hourglass who can talk by the way and his name is sandy um uh, as because he's as full an, of sand uh, yeah uh-huh that's leonardo DiCaprio anakin hates the screen. this guy yeah, yeah uh-huh anakin hates him <laughs> he's the worst he's uh, the absolute worst um 
so yeah, you're. He gets you're going, everywhere. It, it's it's just a reason Stop for her to it. go to a bunch of different <laughs> dimensions and to talk to a bunch of different characters and to solve a bunch of different problems. Because if somebody else touches these time crystals, they might get corrupted and turn into whatever the boss is going to be of that next dimension. This uh, is like that strike in Destiny. Okay, it's making sense now. Which, which strike in Destiny? <laughs> Where everybody becomes a, a crystal. Avoid crystal. Oh, Sabathun's song? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Not really, but okay. Pointing at, still pointing at the screen, because I I'll, still get I'll, it. I'll, I'll give it to you, I guess. Um, so basically, it's just a reason to see a bunch of different characters in a bunch of different styles. And he, when you meet these characters, they become part of your party, and you're rolling around with them. And then when you leave their dimension after fixing their problems, you leave them there. They don't come with you. Which is kind of interesting, except that a vision of them comes with you, so you never you never lose any of these party members, even if they aren't really the people from that dimension. It's very we're, dumb. We're gonna it pause really quick on uh-huh. this because I uh-huh. need to check in with the the weeb adjacent Johnny. Johnny, sure. are you following with this? Where are you at with this? Because you look a little bit glossed over. Uh, there's anime. Yeah. So much anime. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I yeah, this sounds very complicated and bad. The the story is again the story is complicated. The story is dumb, but the game itself is pretty simple and pretty intuitive. So let me talk to you about combat because I think this is the best part of the game. Combat is very simple. You have three moves you can do for each character okay. in your party. And this also feels like a mobile game because they are kind of like big, shiny icons on each character. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this might be big enough for me to hit with an index finger. Can you uh, use the touchscreen on the Switch? I have not. Try- I have not tried that. I've only played this in in on the TV. Uh, I should try it in handheld mode and see if that works. I I could believe if it did. I would also believe if it didn't. But they do look like big, shiny hexagons and it's like hey touch touch this i could i am a skill um <laughs> so each each character has two abilities and then they get a third kind of super ability once they've used enough regular abilities and each of them has kind of a different increment of their percentage that goes up depending on what kind of character they are so healer characters you know they might only go up by 15% each time they use one of their abilities but like maybe like a big brawler dude, he could get his super up faster, so he gets twenty percent each time he uses an ability. Um, so you you get every character basically has two abilities and a super, and you get five party members. Uh, so it you, is you destiny. Can, you can have okay. a party of five. No, because it's a party of five. Let's see how oh, that's different. Party five. Oh, so it's a sitcom. Yes, it's a sitcom. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so. When you have these characters, characters are kind of... They aren't really Pokemon exactly, but they do have elements. There are four elements in this game. It's sun, moon, star, and earth. And they always have up in the corner, like a little weapons square. Not a weapons triangle, but a weapons square. So you can see what beats what. Uh, Sun beats moon, moon beats star, star beats earth, earth beats sun. You know, as you do. It just makes sense. (laughs) But each of your characters has one of these elements, and all of their attacks will use that element. 
so you get in there, you're fighting one, two, up to like three or four different different enemies at a time, and there's a time bar on the left side of the screen. It's it's kind of like an active time battle uh, system, which I usually gotcha. hate, but they do something kind of potentially interesting here. You get a turn, you get time to, to make a turn, and, and it's really only like three seconds for you to choose what ability you want to do, and then one character in your party does that move, and that's your party's turn. And then it goes to the enemy, and it lets one enemy choose one move to do against your party. So it's not it's not like Fire Emblem or something or a different or like a, a Final Fantasy game where it's I get to pick all the moves for all my different party members on my turn and then they get to do the same on theirs. It is one one. It just switches off that way, which is kind of interesting. It lets the enemy attack way more than you usually expect them to in a in a JRPG because you think, especially when you're grinding, oh I just get to use all my big moves and then. The enemies are dead so you do have to defend a little bit more in this game but it also has you it makes you think more about the strategy and more about the setups a little bit more because when you are able to use a move that your enemies are weak against if all of your enemies go down or or have to to stumble or, or are weak to that and get stunned for that turn you then get another turn that you can use immediately before they get a turn, uh, okay. and you can you can chain that potentially if you have the ability to. Johnny, it looked like you were about to ask a question. Uh, it just reminds me of Persona. It is. It's a little like Persona, but it's a little more difficult than that because in Persona, Persona Five specifically, if you weaken one enemy or if you use a, a move that's super effective, more or less to that, then you just get another turn and can do another thing. And this isn't quite that. You need to have all the enemies go down on the same turn, which is a little harder to pull off because your characters are only of one single element. So if there are two different enemies of two different elements out there on the field, you can't, you just won't be able to do it. You have to knock one of them out before you can start chaining moves. And I think that's a bit of a failing of the game. Uh, I wish it was a little bit more like Persona, where you could start to chain these things a little bit more. Because when you do get to chain, it feels a little—it just feels a little slight. Where it could be, it, the strategy could be way more interesting there, and it's just not quite as much because you're really only getting maybe one chance. Or the the one time I've gotten it to work, I had a really beefy enemy that was uh, was a moon character, and my star character was, or my sun character was able to. Uh, just keep chaining her attack to just keep weakening him and keep stunning him and then it would just be her attack again, or it would be my party's attack again and because her ability is on such a low cooldown there are lots of cooldowns in this game as well uh, she could just keep chaining every single attack and that was just a free match that doesn't happen very often though so there are Chase. big there are big cooldowns you have characters who can heal but that heal would go you, know, you have to wait 35 seconds while this active time battle thing is happening and you have to wait for for other characters to do things um but you have shields that you can put on you have immunities that you can make happen you can put on status effects uh you there are attacks that affect single enemies attacks that affect multiple enemies and the coolest thing is in a very super robot war style way 
all of these animations look fucking awesome. They are all incredible. It is it is very much a Golden Sun style thing of like even the ah, even even like the normal ass attacks could just look really cool. It's I have this one girl who's a, a paladin. She's got a big shield and a big sword, and her basically normal attack, uh, her regular strike against enemies is she just does like a bunch of cool slashes and then she like puts her sword like through her like on her shield so she's like swinging them both at the same time and she just does this big giant swing and crashes into the enemy at the end and it's awesome there's a little girl who is uh, a little girl who gets cursed by uh gets cursed by um oh what's his name um uh orochi orochi yeah orochi the the snake devil thing um, and and she gets cursed by this devilish snake thing and when even though you drive that out she's still cursed in some way so when she becomes part of your party uh, like she just has this big snake comes out of her and just wraps around everybody and and fangs them and poisons them all and, and does moon damage uh, and she's pretty rad like just everybody has cool ass attacks and they're really awesome i i think I can't, this game is I can't very tell cool. okay there's there you just answered it yeah because i couldn't tell if you liked it or not um and i mean it sounds like it's got some some issues but it sounds like there's some things that outweigh those issues and that totally cool. it's it's a flawed game for sure i i will i don't think this game is necessary for everyone um but I think the way that it has limitations to it, it makes it a very quick RPG, a uh, quick JRPG, which is not a thing you get very often. Like, think about the other JRPGs available on Switch. You think about Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Those are huge oh, games, they, 60, 80 hours. You think about Nino Kuni. That game is super long, as you guys yeah. have both found out. Johnny, I know you. Uh-huh. I know you finished it. So just tell me what your final hour count was on that. Oh man, I, I don't even know. Oh yeah, because you never actually finished it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a number. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's a number. Uh, you think about these these just long ass JRPGs, and this one doesn't feel like that. It's it's very bite sized. You go to these different dimensions. You can do one of these in an evening, maybe even less than that. Uh, and just kind of get it done. And because of the way that the the world is set up and it feels like a game board, it makes it very easy to say, okay, that's probably enough for now, and just save and get out of there. It's it's just so bite-sized and comfortable. I nice. I think it's very, very cool. Uh, you know, it's not the cheapest. It, $20 isn't a lot, but it's probably more than you might want to spend on a game like this. But if it goes on sale, I, I really do think it's something to look into because uh, I just think those moves are fucking cool. It's really Seven fun to watch that stuff nights happen. I'm Wanderer out on mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Uh, Chase, I know you got a few other things here. We are a little tight on time. Uh, yeah, I, I can rush through huh? stuff, and then we can talk a little bit about Destiny. Um, okay. If, if we're talking about speed, let's talk about Need for Speed. Specifically nice. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh, I've been talking about this for the last couple weeks. Uh, we were getting, we got this remaster for PS4 and Xbox One, and I believe it's also coming to the new consoles uh, when when they're out. So I think the Xbox One X version is out now, and the PS5 version will be out by the time you hear this. Um, it's it's that game. It's that game. It still looks very pretty, and I like that style of game a lot. 
It, this is, I think, this yeah. is the first one that Criterion took over for uh, for the Need for Speed franchise, and they did a great job. It it feels heavier than something like Burnout Paradise. The the mm-hmm. drifting feels heavier, but I think there's a, a good feel to it, and I really enjoy that style of racing. And the the thing that that Need for Speed does that other franchises just don't. Burnout does a little bit where they have like this challenge where you have to survive as like those Dodge Charger looking things were, were coming up and trying to trash you. Um, mm-hmm. That's what Need for Speed is all about, though. It is it is having the cops there as uh, as something that you need to get away from, or you can even smash into the cops. Um, it it doesn't quite have takedowns exactly the way the Burnout does, but there is definitely some. Hey, I knocked this person off the road. Some cars have health, and I can knock them away and and get some breathing room a little bit and then the coolest thing about need for speed is that you can also play as the cops i mean being a cop is not the coolest thing these days nor is it ever but uh in in this video in this video game uh in this uh false world that it can be very fun to to be the cops and to try to use your cool ass supercars that uh, instead of buying paramilitary equipment, you buy cool cars instead, and you uh, you use I, them to knock street racers off the road. I don't know if this is included. I think it is, and I don't know if it's available for the the like free version of EA Play that's now bundled with Game Pass. But I know it's on EA Play. I just don't know if it's paywall behind the premium tier since it's a newer one. Mm-hmm. But it might be available. Uh, maybe Johnny can help me out with that. It might be available for Game Pass subscribers uh, on console that have EA Play access. Now they might be able to play this this remake on that service. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, it does have the autolog, which was a new feature at the time, which is a way to just compare your times to friends, and it does cool. that in a in a really organic, interesting way. Um, unfortunately, nobody else I know is playing this game, so I lead all the autolog <laughs> boards. And you're number one. I'm number one, but I, I like it. It feels it feels comfortable. It feels like the game that I played before. Um, I can't imagine myself playing all the way through it like I did uh, on the Xbox 360. But I think this is one of the best PS4 game PS4 racing games available, if not the best. And it came out on a last gen console. That's a bold statement. Very, cool. Very good. I mean, it's because it's because PlayStation doesn't have Forza. Like Forza Horizon Four, yeah. still probably the best racing the best. game I've played. But this one is like right up there. Very cool. I don't know if I ever played this one. It's good. I, I would say it's I, better than Most Wanted, the one that came out after this. They they remade. Okay. They didn't remake Most Wanted, but it's like they also reimagined um that game because most they they have a bad naming convention with the this need for speed preboot stuff um but like that one was fine it was a little bit more open world this one does take place on like it's in the same area all the all the roads are the same but it's not like burnout paradise where you can just drive around at will you are driving around these tracks that yeah it but like you can you can do these tracks you go from like an overworld and say i want to do this race and you just do that race but you get to a point where you've seen enough of these roads after doing enough of these races that you go oh i know where the shortcut is because i remember this stretch of road from 10 races ago and then you're able to use that knowledge so you do start to get a working knowledge of the world even though you don't 
get to just drive around the world at will like you do in Burnout Paradise. I like it. It's nice. it's a fantastic racing game. People should play it. Very cool. Uh, I've also been playing, you know, last last week I talked about having that comfort food and going back to NBA Street Home Court uh, on the Xbox 360 um, and that it wasn't quite, that I like that game. I like that game a lot, but it doesn't quite hit things as much as my favorite basketball game and that's NBA Street Volume 2, uh, which is not backwards compatible on anything and you can only play it on an original Xbox. Fortunately, I have an original Xbox and for whatever reason it's still hooked up to my TV. Uh, actually, I know the reason. It's go. because I was playing Tony Hawk Underground uh, before Tony Hawk 1 and 2 came out. Uh, so I popped that disc in and played some games, and that game still rules. And then it said my disc was scratched. So, or like the Xbox, because it's a fucking old system, uh, is is pretty, uh, pretty unreliable. <laughs> so uh, I, I mm, yeah, it's it's a little hit or miss on whether everything works out for that game to still continue working somebody has got to find a way to make that game go forward like take take all the licensed players out of it take the teams out of it or whatever you have to do just let that gameplay continue give the man his nba street volume two folks that game is give it to him that game is so so good it is i think it is still one of my top 10 favorite games of all time it's it's extremely extremely good nice all right, Bobby. Let's let's talk about the biggest thing that came out this week. Not true. <laughs> fuck, fuck your PS fives. Fuck your Xbox Series Xs. Your Assassin's Creeds. Any of that shit. We're talking about Destiny. All right. Um, See you, Johnny. You guys want to text me when you're done? <laughs> it won't take long. I don't think it'll it's, take long. Like neither no. of us have gotten that far into it. I've and, I've only completed. Um, one of the story beat missions, maybe two, two of the story beat missions, yeah. Johnny. And I'm only um, like one or two ahead of Bobby. It's it's really they're, they're, not that far. The Is reason how? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, how substantial? Is this? Is it's, this? It's not like Taking King equivalent, or no. well, so no. <laughs> you, it's one, not Taking you don't, King. You don't even know. You you haven't it, played all. Taking of it. King had to, to do an about face. They added a bunch of new shit into it. Taking Luke, King's basically destiny that we know today. Luke Smith, friend of the uh, sorry, friend of the show, Luke Smith yeah. said that this expansion, in terms of the amount of content, is somewhere between uh, Forsaken and Shadowkeep. So it's not. It's not as expansive as Forsaken was. It's more expansive than Shadowkeep was. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. We do get one new planet in, in Europa, or a moon technically, um, that you can explore. So no moon. a whole new area. And then we also have a new old area in that the Cosmodrome has mostly been uh, remade and put back onto Earth. So now you can go either to the EDZ, the European Dead Zone, or you mm-hmm. can go to the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1, which yeah. was slightly in this game before. Uh, they they had yeah. put in a piece to to let you get a, an exotic, an old exotic from Destiny 1, and to kind of show off, like, oh, isn't this cool? And I think they would even start the game there for, for some people um, at some point. And then... Now they have said, okay, hey, you can have... here. Here's basically the whole Cosmodrome. You don't get the stuff that they added in Rise of Iron when the SIVA stuff was going on. There are a couple other places that they've locked. Um, Bobby, I after you and I played a little bit today, 
I went to the Cosmodrome and just kind of checked everything out. The you know that that place where you'd go up that hill and then down those steps to see where Rasputin was, like R- Rasputin uh-huh. was was in there. That that's just blocked off now, which makes sense. Okay. Rasputin has other places that you used to be able to visit him. Um, he's he's around other places in Destiny, um, so he's just not there anymore. That that big computer stuff, they just don't let you go there anymore. But it does feel like like Destiny One. It's it's really cool to walk around the moth yards and to and the steps and to see those areas. It's like man, I remember. I just remember so many things about mm-hmm. about this, and it, it gives this rush of nostalgia and just picking up spin metal again. Johnny, let, cool. let me ask. Let me go in there and be like, man, is this everything? Yep, that's everything. Wow. This is is the, here's the reality of the current state of this, okay? Okay. Destiny 2 Beyond Light came out on the 10th. Came out, it's been out for a day. Mm -hmm. But there's a new class, a whole new planet, all this other shit. Ask Uh, me what I've been doing. A new subclass. A new subclass, sorry. Ask me how I've been experiencing all those things. How have you been spending your time? I have been spending hours today <laughs> going through a lost sector that was available on destiny fucking two day one because it's bugged currently and you can get better drops and i'm power leveling my character to oblivion instead of going through and playing the game and doing all that so this is the new loot cave this yes. is the new loot cave and even and even despite the old loot cave being there like i again like being in the old cosmodrome i went to the loot cave and it still has that that little uh, prompt that says dispel the corruption, and it it plays that audio file where it says like thousands of deaths are deaths are still not enough for Master Rahul, and it is great. <laughs> I'm so glad that they left that in there. Uh, but so yes, there there is currently a bug uh, we think or an exploit <laughs> that allows people to power level in a way that Bungie probably didn't it's, want us to. And so it's destiny. It's, it's destiny. a little bit destiny, but isn't that fun? I, I think that's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I'm just going to say look, that like, I have not experienced anything beyond that, and I think it's hysterical that no, all this new nothing shit Nothing beyond happens. light. Um, yeah, I, you know I like giving you guys a hard time. I, I have downloaded Destiny again on my Xbox. I have, I think, this new expansion installed if it did yeah, it automatically. You do. Um, it's just one... Whenever I turn it on, I have absolutely no clue what I should be doing. I think that's fair. They're still they're um, still extremely bad at that. You want to go to the European Dead Zone, and you want to go okay. to the Trostland. <laughs> and, and two, it's just it, it's so much time. I know, like that, I could put into this. Yeah. And <laughs> but you don't um, really beat Destiny, so it should be a perfect fit for you. <laughs> yeah, John, true. who loves games, he can't beat. Uh, Maybe that's why I hate it so much. <laughs> Johnny like Johnny likes the idea that he could beat a game. He just doesn't like actually doing it. Um, so let me, let me talk just a tiny bit about Europa because we we haven't really talked about it much at all, and that I think is the newest, most interesting content that people will probably want to talk about and and think about. Um, I like Europa. I think it's a cool area to walk around. It is snowy, and the weather is harsh in a way that. Destiny 2 doesn't do a way that Destiny didn't do. It's oh, man. like see you're talking my language now cuz I love snowy levels. Exactly. It's, it's cool. nothing but snow, it, man. It sometimes the snow picks up and there is almost zero visibility, but you can kind of see the enemy shots 
that are flying through, or you can see the little lights on the, like where the fallen's eyes would be. You can see some of those lights in the distance. And that stuff is really interesting. It's, it's something that we haven't dealt with in destiny before. And I think it's a great addition. It makes, it makes for much more intense types of battles and, and just makes regular gunfights, on in the basic overworld like you're not going to a lost sector you're not going to strikes just like in the regular ass area it makes those things dynamic and exciting and i think that's really cool uh they've added a a a load of new perks uh some are more interesting than others um nothing that feels quite like nothing that's super great to the point of like oh my god i can't believe they made something better than kill clip um but they've there, there are things that people will will try out and be able to tinker with and are more interesting for builds. I think the new exotic shotgun that you can get through the season pass is is pretty cool. Uh, it's a it's a uh, pellet spread shotgun when it's shot hip fire, but it turns into a slug shotgun when you aim down sights, and it has ways of powering up that slug. Uh, that slug shot if you kill a number of enemies with the hip fire beforehand. Uh, it, it, I. There's a lot of interesting stuff, and we're getting Hawkmoon at some point. There will be an exotic quest for Hawkmoon, which is the best Destiny gun in in Destiny, maybe ever. Um, and it'll be Very exciting to get that and to, to see what that's like again. I think there are cool things. Uh, if you remember Variks from, from Destiny 1, the Prison of Elders, uh, that kind of buggy fallen guy who who defected and was on your side um he plays a large part in in this expansion it's great to hear his voice acting again the mysterious stranger who was that exo robot looking lady at the at destiny one who said she didn't even have time to explain why she didn't have time to explain which is a stupid line um she's she's back and she seems to have some pretty interesting story stuff to her some real cool lore if you really dig in uh, about what she's thinking, about what, where she came from and what she's doing. I think there's cool things in this expansion. I'm looking forward to seeing what else gets added over over these next weeks. We know there's a raid, a new raid that is coming in relatively soon. I think there's been some some relatively decent mechanical changes. I'm interested to see what the new subclass really does. Um, so far, I still don't have it. You kind of get a glimpse of it pretty early in the expansion. And what um, what type of damage does it do? Stasis, stasis. which is a new, which is a completely new type. Uh, you okay. and are there stasis like weapons. There is one confirmed stasis weapon that we know of. It's an exotic grenade launcher. Um, oh, so it's like the the story here is that your guardian is embracing the darkness. You've always fought on the side of the light. the The light is the side of the traveler. The big egg circle thing in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the darkness, who are these black pyramids, they are offering you this power, and that is the darkness power, which is this stasis ability. See, you, every time you say darkness, I just think of Chappelle Show. Yeah. And now that's. That's it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I, I think of so, I think of I believe in a thing called love, by the dark. Oh, by the okay. Darkness. So, Johnny, I mean, you mentioned you don't have a lot of time for it, and I think that that's fair, and I think maybe a lot of our listeners might find themselves... I mean, I don't even know if any of our listeners play Destiny, Um, but... Phil? Yeah, Does does he listen? Yeah. Patrick? Patrick played? Does he listen anymore? I think so. (laughs) I think we've scared scared him all the way at this point. I I, I would like to check this out. 
look, there's I'll there's a lot of easy ways to play Destiny now. Um, it's it's legitimately on almost everything. It's included now on on Game Pass, which is great, which I think is a huge win for Microsoft. If you did get one of those new Xboxes, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we were going to talk about some things that you could definitely take advantage of, and it, this is one of them. Like Destiny is hours upon hours, as you know from listening to the show of of content and. Whether you like the story, whether you like the mechan- uh, the the chasing, you know, the carrot aspect of it, what I can say is is that you deserve to experience the mechanics of that game. Let, just just to see that, and especially on the newer oh, Xboxes, because yeah. they have not improved the um, version yet, but there is a version coming that will run at a higher frame rate, a higher resolution. It's going to look a lot better. Um, I mean, I, I went back and forth today from my PC version to the PlayStation version with Chase. And it's it's jarring how different those are, and I think that we're going to get a lot closer to that PC experience on the PlayStation Five, on the Xbox Series X, and S for that matter. So it's yeah, something that definitely times. check out. But it's available on Game Pass. You can play it on Android also if you have that. I mean, you can take it with you, which is, I mean, it's awesome to be able to do that. I think there's a never better time to play Destiny. It, it is still one of the best feeling video games ever, and uh-huh. I will I'll end this by saying it's still the best game to just chill out and and chat with bobby with like yeah. it's it's i i i don't think i would be playing destiny still if i didn't have somebody else to play with and to just yeah. be able to say hey let's do a couple strikes and just talk about our fucking days like it's it's fine yeah. it's it's cool to just chill out and have something destiny to, to hang out I mean, we spent it's, an totally. hour to two hours tonight just running through that uh lost sector yeah. and for the most like for the most part we were doing it like on our own, but just in the chat, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, when I got into it, I guess, what is it, earlier this year, late last year, uh, when Shadow Keep came out. Yeah. I got way into it. I probably put another 40 hours into it. Yep. Um, so it's just, I have other things that are. Well, this time of year, especially, and with right it having a, a later release than it normally does, I mean, an entire month. If you think about what, like when you go back and listen to some of our prior episodes when we cover what comes out, I mean, September to November would have been a perfect time for Destiny. Yeah. And unfortunately, for, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I know there's people that are, have been waiting for this game as of I, but mm-hmm. this literally came out uh, the same day as Assassin's Creed, and I'll be talking a lot about that here well, in a second. And, there, and there's a reason for that. Like, there's there, totally there was, a reason. There were for some that. new consoles that came out that people wanted Absolutely. to play. Absolutely. And, and as, as we've talked about, there wasn't a whole lot for those consoles. So Destiny has a, a prime position to be like a great multiplayer game. And uh, right and now. they and one of the things they've done with the, this expansion is they've tried to uh, make the new player, the onboarding thing, much better. Uh, so yeah. if you're a brand new player and you're playing the new light, you go on the Cosmodrome now. There's a new character they've added in there that kind of starts to guide you through unfortunately that's really just for new players so right. somebody like johnny who basically knows what he's doing in destiny you know mm-hmm. what the buttons do uh you know the planets but you don't necessarily know where to go next or what to prioritize and destiny's still bad at that it's i, it's still I thought about deleting terrible. my hunter and and starting a new hunter just to see that yeah i i think actually you can do it even with an existing character I'm not sure how, okay. but I believe they have said that old players can yeah. still go and see what that experience is like. Hmm. Um, yeah, huh. so so that's that's basically it. Like Destiny, I still think is is a really solid game uh, that they continue to expand on, and I'll I know that that's something I'll continue to sample 
throughout the the weeks and months ahead and yeah. it's just it's destiny at this point but i think they've yeah. done some cool things uh and then there was the sun setting that we knew that was happening so a lot of old weapons and armor are no longer usable uh it changes up the way the the meta stuff works and that could be cool as well we haven't seen enough to really know how that's getting affected at this point but we know yeah. it'll be a thing so Chase, uh, tonight you talked about Seven Nights Time Wanderer out on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. You talked to us a little bit about that remake of the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. You dusted off your Xbox and played NBA Street Volume Two, and then of no, course, there's there's still a lot of dust on it. A lot of dust on it, but you <laughs> played it. And then uh, you gave us a breakdown of some of the new things happening with Destiny Two, and uh, I shared some thoughts there as well. And now I get to uh, take a break while you guys talk about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I think you might want to tune in because this is a pretty special yeah. game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out on November 10th. Uh, This game is already available in hand. So if you are uh, listening to this and you got a new console uh, for PlayStation 5 and for Xbox, this has been enhanced and ready to go. You can run this at a slick 4K 60 frames a second on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, It is a bit more demanding on PC right now. They're doing some optimization, but I've been averaging right around 60 uh, with a 3080 Same. and um, I, honestly I'm getting more consistent 60 than I am anything else on it It, I will say right up front uh, this is the showpiece game if you are playing on a new console like you should definitely check this out I, I would venture out to say and I've talked about this off pod this might be one of the best looking video games I've ever played and it does so much detail in the environments that you're in to Johnny's love it's a very snow snow-capped environment, so you get a lot of great detail with those textures. But the lighting, the uh, the wood, and then the the types of material that your your character wears and other people around you wear. Again, this is set in Norse time that you're a Viking. So there's a lot of fur and leather that just looks really, really nice uh, detail. Fur, leather, straps, whips. All the things that Johnny and I like. Hot. Um, so Johnny, feel free to chime in where you want to. I know you've been playing this alongside me. Uh, sure. Currently, I think I'm about ten to twelve hours into this game. Okay, I'm um, about two and a half, so I'm a good good ways behind you. Yeah, and I can tell you though that I I just started moving the story forward, so I've been so engrossed with what they've done from a landscape standpoint, and uh, I, I will say, for those of you who are are veterans of the franchise, they've done a really interesting thing with how you look at your map, and I think that's led. To my decision to maybe explore a bit more so in the past you'd open up a map on assassin's creed and it was just overwhelming it looked like a pollock painting uh-huh. with birds question marks armor icons whatever it would be it just was so overwhelming to know where to go and what to do you made the mention about destiny kind of having a hard start like this can be the same thing it can be be very overwhelming for people so they've thrown out that stuff and they've moved to a three glowing dot system so you've got a blue dot a white dot and a yellow dot and they've broken down the categories on uh so like a a yellow or a gold is going to be wealth and then uh the bluish teal dot is going to be a mystery and then the white is going to be uh like an artifact and so an artifact can be a a tattoo design which for a first time in the series outside of the the color customization of like the standard outfit that Ezio would wear or another character you can actually customize the physical appearance of your character and you can switch between male or female anytime in the game, but you can change hairstyle, haircut, you can change tattoos and you can change this 
all throughout the game. So you can collect new tattoos in the game. Other people give them to you as well. Those are going to be some of those items. Think about how you would, uh, like this will be like a book page that you would see and you have to parkour around and, and catch it uh, and then you, you collect it. So that's going to be one of those artifacts. The mysteries are going to be all your side quests. And I think this is really where the heart of the game lies so far. I mean, it's got a phenomenal story, but yeah, the, the mysteries really are so bizarre sometimes. And like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I did encounter somebody who was supposed to be on guard watch that was known to sleepwalk and they end up sleepwalking into a zip line and just how they wake up mid zip on that is pretty hysterical. And like just the antics that go into play with it. But then that same thing, like you could have a mystery where it would be like, this is a legendary creature. So, yep. so you ever have to, I fought one of those already. Yeah. I think that you, maybe you and I fought the same one. And like just the randomness and what you would legendary, from, like, like from Norse myth, or uh, just no, like, oh, it, this is a bear, yet, but it's a big bear. It's it's a named creature. Okay. Bigger. Uh, and then batter. when you kill it, you get a pelt or something from it. Because the, the other Assassin's Creed games in this trilogy, Origins, uh, Odyssey, and then this one, uh, mm-hmm. like those started to delve into mythology stuff, right? Like you fought a big snake yeah. in, in, in Origins, and are the gods in Odyssey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And they're going to do the same thing does, here. Does Athena look at the screen and acknowledge your presence again? Yes. Okay. Like, are you um, like really? No. Oh. Not that I've seen so far. <laughs> um, but the the mysteries are really cool, and they're scattered out in a way that's really interesting. And I I don't think Johnny, maybe you can chime in here. Like, I don't think that they're for the first time. Like, these are a bit more. Uh, unforgiving like I think a lot of the side quests in the past were like go here go there go here go there collect this do that bring me this and these are a lot more up in the air for like what you would be doing for example one guy is trying to get his right hood and you have to his, basically the, the right hood of passage for him like oh okay uh, gotcha and so he's trying to figure out how to do this and you suggest them, it's like, oh yeah, bring me a beast. Well, like you would maybe think, okay, I need to go kill a wolf or whatever. But you have to figure out how to get one of them to come back to this area, and then it kicks into the actual quest itself. And there's a, there's a really cool stuff that happens with those mysteries. And Johnny, I was just mentioning that I think that they are a little bit less um, direct, and they're not as boring or bland as they've been in series past. No, no, I think, I mean, granted, I haven't played as much of this as you have, but... Uh, I liked Origins and I liked Odyssey. I played like a good amount of Odyssey uh, before I finally fell off of it. But I think this one could end up being my favorite next to two. Like when it's all said and hmm. done. Um, I think that the changes they made to the combat, uh, you know, it's been very. Um, not, uh, not integral. What's the word I'm trying to think of here, guys? Incorporated? Uh, no. Like, small steps. Like, In- the last incremental. three Incremental. Incremental. Thank you. My yeah. gosh. Um, and this one, it just... I, I think the type of character you're playing and the way that they fight is incredibly appealing mm-hmm. and fun. Um, and you're having to do things like manage a stamina meter and Ugh. you can lock on wait a minute no lock, I, I mean not wait a minute 
Hang really. on. Did did you get um, your Dark Souls in my Assassin's Creed? I mean, it's it's kind of been dabbling in that for the last couple games yeah, in some regards. Um, uh, the parry system is excellent. One of the best and, I've, I've experienced. So, so not to uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but because this is Norse stuff and there are Vikings all mm-hmm. around. I would yeah. I would imagine that this game is is not as stealthy, but that doesn't sound like that's the case from the stuff I've talked to Bobby so, about. I I was reading some a review today, and they mentioned how the stealth feels like the most dated part of the game. Yeah, uh, and I think they're right. Like it, it it you have the you have this Norse game, but because it's an Assassin's Creed game, you have to marry mm-hmm. all these other things to it. Like how much how that, much of that was in Odyssey? Because that also feels out of place there, where you're like, I'm just I'm this Greek it, warrior. It really I'm gonna wasn't. fuck up some people. I mean, yeah, I, it was there if you wanted to use it. Yeah. You know, but you could legitimately uh, throw a spear across the map and teleport to it and stab somebody. Like you could do an assassination from a hundred yards out on yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. Um, but this one, you know, the like uh, like I was saying, the parrying system. If you time it just right, it feels so good. And then you get your death blow uh, or special attack, and some of the animations for those are just absolutely just incredible and and very satisfying when you can pull it off um one of the things they do there that johnny to get to execute that so unlike other games in the series enemies have weak points and so whenever you plot a ranged weapon like your bow there's going to be a glowing portion it could be a foot it could be a shoulder it could be a head whatever it would be and if you hit them in that particular spot they're going to heal over and then you have the ability to go and do one of these um, you basically push in an R3 and that triggers a strong like uh, wounded attack and so in that in that matter you get to take down like sometimes completely execute somebody if it's a bigger boss you're going to take a big chunk of health away from them as well. and that's that's really cool to see because like I had a guy that had um, pretty much like an entire body shield and I was trying to back away from him because he was pretty strong and I saw that his foot had a weak, weak spot on it so I was able to hit his foot. He dropped the shield. Was his name Achilles? It was Achilles. But that's something that hasn't been in the other games where it's just been like go in and maybe maybe block or parry mm-hmm. but this is a lot more. You have to be a bit more strategic in how you approach enemies. Not to like the point of like even what you did with uh, Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I thought that was a little bit too much. This still blends comfortably like that. I'm going to go in and hit you hard, but I also need to be cautious of, like, yeah. who else is around me with that. It's, it, it doesn't have the, you know, the the brutal, unforgiving nature of something like Dark Souls, but you do have to think on your feet a little bit more. It's not like in 2 and Brotherhood where you'd be surrounded by, you know, a dozen right. guards. and never get hit. And all you have to do, yeah. And you're just blocking and then attacking the whole time. It it is more thought out than that, and I I really appreciate that. Um, tell tell me about traversal. Like one of the things that was an issue for yeah. me in something like Assassin's Creed Three is that that was in a time period where the buildings weren't that big, uh, so you're climbing on trees, and the trees were also boring mm. to just run around on. So right. uh, this like Vikings Norse stuff doesn't make me think like oh yeah big buildings that I get to climb all around so it's like is it so, flatter than usual or what are we talking about no here? I mean because you're there's mountains so 
you have lots of verticality with the mountains. Um, and there are forts and stuff that you can go to that have more verticality to them. I've also heard that once you get to England, there are some underground portions that have a lot of verticality to them. Um, and as far as just getting around the world is concerned, um, you hold down your D-pad, hold down on the D-pad, and you can call a horse to you at any time, wherever you are. It's got a radial menu now that he's mm-hmm. alluding to. Uh, or if you're near a body of water, you can call your longship. Uh which has a crew of guys, and you, you can just sail through you know the, the channels and the ocean uh, and what have you. And if you actually drive, if you not drive, if you sail past a settlement that you can raid, you can hold Y, and it'll begin a raid. Hmm. And uh, that part of it. To go a bit further on, like the the traversal, even in when in the in, you know Norway where you're starting off, like there are these dungeons, so to speak, like they're it's not necessarily a sewer, but like there's establishments that are built near water and you're going to have areas of storage or whatever that you can go into. And and there's not a whole lot of, um, fighting that you need to like traverse out of to get to it. But going up a mountain range to Johnny's point, it definitely has that breath of the wild vibe where like I could look at a mountain range in this game and be like, I'm going to go to the top of that. And you can, Oh, that Genshin impact vibe. I gotcha. That Genshin impact vibe. But there's also, you're going to have the ropes that go between houses where you can, you know, catwalk through things. Uh, there are trees that you can go into, but I have not found, like, where other Assassin's Creed, I, I sometimes felt like I couldn't climb up certain things. And I was like, well, why am I, why am I, like, getting stuck here? I have all this equipment on, like, I should be able to just go up the side of this wall where the reality of this one is a lot more like, oh, yeah, you can do that. You can go up that. You can do it. So traversal is there you can hold down a and that chains your parkour so if you were going to cross over a body of water maybe there's a couple logs or a couple posts it'll just naturally like go back and forth between those so that feels really good uh it's the mechanics have never been stronger in my opinion when it comes to movement movement feels very precise how about Um, how about story uh what i mean i I know this is norse but like how what time period are we talking about you mentioned england johnny have you guys seen anybody who you recognize from history like (laughs) wait really odin's in the game well uh, okay okay cool uh but Um, like he's not like your benjamin franklin (laughs) yeah so chase i I think so it's set in 807 i think is the year uh so it's when england was had four kingdoms essentially that were warring with each other um so i assume that the people that you are interacting with in those areas will be the actual leaders from that time in those portions of England. But as far as the leaders uh, in Norway while you're there, I, I couldn't say for certain. Uh, have, have you, I, I have you that, met your Leonardo da Vinci, Benjamin Franklin? No. Here's the dude so, who no. gives me my shit. John, so, go, um, go for it. I, like, I, I just, you know, I, I didn't follow the development of this game as closely as uh, I know Bobby did. Uh, but I was still interested in it. But I, I, for whatever reason, thought that you'd be spending very little time in Norway before you move on to England, because uh, that's kind of was the pitch of the game. But there is a lot to do just in that starting area, and there's even areas of the map that you know you're not nearly leveled high enough to go to and deal with the enemy combatants there. So um, that. So yeah, I so Johnny, I can I'll, I'll take over here for a second because I'm quite sure. a bit further than you are when it comes to that stuff. I spent 10, 12 hours, as I mentioned, 
I just got to England and that was by my own decision. And the story beats that I've been following with this, you know, Chase, I, I mentioned a little bit off pod to you mm-hmm. when we were playing Destiny, but the integration of the, the Creed, the Assassin's Creed into this is really effective and incredibly well done. Um, I have not seen anybody that would be like a Benjamin Franklin at, at this point in time. Uh, a lot of those people that that would provide you with what you need are just, you know, salt of the earth people that are in your clan. Um, the way that the story makes you go to England is such a brilliant move and it adds such an emotional tie into that decision, which like I, I didn't expect. I thought it was just like, this is a Viking, we're going to go raid and pillage, we're going to take over. Like, because that's what you're, you know, that's what Vikings do, right? But the, the reasoning behind going is a little bit more uh, difficult and, and why you would go there. And so establishing into the English, you know, like to Johnny's point, there's a lot of warring territories happening there and you get sandwiched in between all of it. I haven't met a lot of people on, on that side of it. I'm sure there might be some faces that pop up. Um, but getting there, it's not a it's not an elegant, like, let's just go and find it. Like, this is rebuilding a community this is discovering land this is getting resources for it and there's a whole subsection of this game that opens up once you do so on developing a community and you have to rebuild what you left behind and like even how you get to do that there's some resources like there's some tough decisions to make in the game leading up to it that that tie into things a bit further so the the consequence of choice is there which i think is great and the the mystery which the other games, like, I mean, Origins, you're creating the order, right? You're you're the first. Like, that's the origin, the origination of the Assassin's Order. But in this one, it's not very much understood, especially in this part of the world, and how they bring something that is, to your point, a bit more finessed, a bit more stealth into the bombastic nature of Vikings. It's not left on the table. Like, it's addressed, like, even to the, like, religion is on the table like of of the interpretation of religion from the vikings and the belief that comes like faith and faith and belief are are very strong themes in this game and i think it ties into some bigger things happening i mean from a story standpoint this is bringing a lot of these other games back into the light like this is going to be a game that unifies a lot of the stories that you've known from Ezio, from the uh, Bayek, like all these other people, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's going to bring those mainline stories into the fold, and there's some crazy shit happening outside of the Animus this time around. And you are still playing as uh, Layla, which is great, and she's been that that voice uh, the entire trilogy, so to speak, since Origins. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting to see where she's at right now as well, on top of all this. But I I think the story is probably some of the strongest it's been since mm-hmm. two and brotherhood uh and I, I know johnny mentioned it earlier like this is one of his favorites potentially since then like this has all the tools necessary for me to, to even eclipse those because it, it, it bridges in what i've grown to love from like these big open world rpgs like my love for zelda series my love for the witcher like even some of the dialogue stuff that i really appreciated from bioware and like jade empire and mass effect of course like yeah that was another thing i was going to mention that stuff like, comes over here as well go for it even early on being truly torn between okay what do i say in this situation mm-hmm. to this person um so uh chase i would like you keep talking about where you should pick up i think that 
you couldn't go wrong with this one. Yeah. Like if you were, if you're gonna play an Assassin's Creed game I, right I, now, I what? <laughs> I don't I don't want to pick up Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you have talked before about oh should I play Odyssey or should I play Origins? Yeah, and, and now I own both of those games. <laughs> I, I played a little bit of Origins. I uh, well, I mean, I've uh, we've talked about it before. Like when I talk when I wanted my dream Assassin's Creed game, it's not set in Norway. Like. It, I mean, I, I'm sure the Norse stuff is cool and all, but like, I want Egyptian and I want Greek stuff, and like, those settings are taken care of for me when I'm ready to get back into Assassin's Creed. Um, so I, I'm not sure this is like from a story standpoint, from an intellectual standpoint, this is where I want to get in. Um, but from like, you guys are making the gameplay sound great. Like that that stuff yeah. sounds good mm-hmm. as a continual evolution over this rebooted franchise uh, that they've been doing since Origin. Uh, that stuff sounds good. That kind of Destiny-style uh, equipment screen and, and status stuff where you're switching out uh, things and changing your levels. Uh, that stuff sounds pretty smooth. Uh, I, I like what you guys are talking about when it comes to combat. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed to playing this game, but I still feel like from a story standpoint, I, I would much rather go check back in on Bayek and, and see how the Assassin's Order was created and see why the finger has to be cut off because of some other bullshit that happened in Origins. Like, those, those are the kinds of things I'm more interested in. Uh, so, but, but I'm not, I mean, again, I'm not against sure. this game. I just don't really the, care about the setting too much. Just one little mechanic thing to end on because it's, it's probably one of my favorite things about the game. Um, I love gear when it comes to RPGs. I like collecting gear. I like it when you when gear that you are putting investments into changes its its appearance in the game as well. Not only its stats, but it physically looks different. Um, one of the cool things about this is is that you can take a gun or you can take a, an item in this from basically like an entry level. So to go back to Destiny, you could take a, a gray or a blue all the way up to an exotic, essentially. Um, yep through collecting the right resources and material. So if there's a weapon that, or an item of armor that you actually like the most, that has a stat or a look to it, you can level that up and make investments in it the entire game and have it with you, which I think is really cool. Um, it uses an, uh, an, a strong hand and an off hand for your, your combat. Strong hand? Take, take the strong hand, Johnny. Um, so you're, you're able to... Uh, Basically, you can dual wield anything in this game, and you can have two shields if you wanted. Later on in the game, you you unlock the ability to dual wield dual handed weapons, which is just bonkers to think about. But the skill tree really allows you to elaborate your playstyle. So, if you are wanting to put more of your focus on playing this game, range you can, stealth you can. If you want to be focused on melee, you can. If you want to balance it out, you can. Um, but that stuff is really cool when it comes to your inventory. Uh, the other thing that's really nice is, you know, in, in games in the past, especially with origin, especially with odyssey, I felt like every time you killed somebody, you picked up another shitty dole ax or a rusty blade or something that just like became way too stupid. This, you're not really seeing a whole lot of weapons drop. So when something drops, that's a piece of armor or weapon, it feels a lot more special, mm-hmm. but the, the resources that you get to make something that seems ordinary special is there and uh i think that they give you a couple things off the bat to make it 
make it seem like you can figure out like what's your style going to be like do you want to have a board and sword or axe and do you want to do, do two axes like i'm currently doing uh what do they call that it's not a morning star right where it's it's a handle with a chain and it's got like a yeah like a flail yeah mm-hmm. so i've got uh, an axe in one hand and a flail in the other and it gives me just a slight advantage in combat i'm finding because i can do a little bit of a, a sweeping range like like maybe two to three feet in front of me i can knock a few guys back at once and then go in with my axe and i find that combo to be really satisfying um but there's a lot of versatility and a lot of customization in how you play the game and how you take equipment with you and that's the last bit I wanted to share because I think it's an important yeah. one to make a mention because it is a very distinct difference from the other games. Uh, guys, I just I just typed in uh, <laughs> uh, Google. Google's a fun time. Uh, I I started to type in Mace versus, and it said Mace versus Morningstar versus Flail, and I'm like, okay, that's the this, this is what I'm looking for. Basically, a, a mace is a loaded club. A morning star is a mace with spikes, and a flail is a short-handed club with a chain link to either a heavy ball or a heavy rod. It may or may not have spikes. So there you go. Huh. If, if it if it's got a chain, that and now that's I know. A flail. Very I, cool. I I honestly didn't know that. Like I've I've like there are tons of enemies I've seen that in video games that have said, "Oh, I've got a mace and it's on a chain." And I'm like that. Okay. So, Johnny, um, I'm, I'm happy that you're yeah. playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Chase, thanks for entertaining that conversation. Has anyone mentioned Charlemagne? Not that I've heard. Okay. Charlemagne the God? No, not him. Not, that's, I'm talking about the, the real the real ass Charlemagne. He was, no. he was kicking ass around Western Europe this time. I know he's not necessarily England, but like, he's a big deal. I'm sure he'll come up. I hope he All comes right. up for your All sake. Right. Johnny. Mean, I, yeah. Yo. Need more Charlemagne. To be on brand Always for you. Not you, you couldn't you couldn't just take on one sixty to eighty hour video game that you're not gonna beat this year. <laughs> no no no. Like this year is giving him too much credit. You're not gonna beat ever. Yeah. And you decided Fuck you, Chase. that on the same day that you would pick this up, it would be wise of you. Uh, to not only okay. not only play hang on bear with me here not only pick up another one of these mm-hmm. you've picked up a series that you've got next to no experience with yeah but this is like a series reboot so now on top of that you have to I'm, learn I'm yourself talking. I'm talking I'm talking vice co-host uh, now you have to learn yourself all this other shit that's happened in the uh-huh. series, on top of balancing all your uh-huh. commitment to this, and maybe even entertaining Destiny. Johnny, why the fuck would you pick up Yakuza Like a Dragon in this day Because Because it looks real it dumb. It looks cool as shit. And, and that's fair. Yeah. Both fair answers. That's all I wanted to hear. Uh, be, okay, so here's what happened. What happened was um, I got a month of You Play Plus Say to that try out Watch Dogs. Um, and I realized that my month of membership with that just happened to coincide with when Valhalla came out. Because I wasn't planning on getting Valhalla. I was going to wait. I was going to try it later. Uh, and I was always going to bite. After Cyberpunk was delayed, I planned on picking up Yakuza instead. But what happened is now I'm playing these two games at the same time. Um, 
and uh, I've actually been splitting my time eh, more weighted towards Valhalla, but I've I've put in oh about an hour and a half to uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, playing as uh, Ichiban Kasuga, I think is his last name. Okay. Yeah, Ichiban Kasuga. Um, so Chase, I know that you picked this game up as well, uh, but you have not played it yet, no. or if you did, I, I, not enough. I to... figured I had enough games to talk about this week, and sure. uh, if I was going to play it, it was going to be like twenty minutes, and I didn't think that was enough. So no. So uh, this one is a the first one not featuring uh, Kiryu. Is it Kiryu? Mm-hmm. Kiryu, uh, and it is all about Ichiban. Kasuga and his very similar story to uh, Kiryu, where he uh, goes away to prison, and when he comes he, out, he, he took, finds he took that the fall for someone else. Like that's he, he took the fall for someone being else. Being a good yakuza. Uh, yep. Uh, and when he gets out of prison, he finds that you know his his gang essentially has forgotten about him, and he has a band of of uh, weirdos that he acquires along the way. And the interesting thing about this one, if you weren't aware, uh, so Yakuza games have generally been brawlers, uh, you know, where you're you're mashing square and other buttons to, to punch and kick and all that stuff. Uh, this one is actually a turn-based RPG. Uh, and the way that they explain this in-game, uh, and this isn't really a spoiler because they've talked about it at length uh, in, like, interviews and stuff like that, uh, is... Uh, Ichiban or Ichi is a huge Dragon Quest fan, and so that's so fucking that's how cool. He, that yeah, is so fucking he, cool to me that they would change the entire he, game around that. Yeah, that is how he envisions his life: is he is an adventurer on a quest, and when he gets into a fight, that is a battle, and uh, he has a basic attack, he has skills. Uh, there are jobs like you would have in a Dragon Quest game. Uh, there's a breakdancing job. Hell yeah. Where you are wearing a tracksuit and you are breakdance fighting like in Zoolander. Um, Johnny, when does this game take place? Uh, early 2000s. Or no. I think The part that I'm in now starts in the early 2000s. And I, I'm assuming when he gets out of prison, it'll be closer to present day. Um, and uh, yeah, it starts when he's 23 and then he gets out when he's 41 of prison so i'm still i haven't gotten to the time jump yet i'm still playing as young uh ichiban okay but i assume like that's gonna happen in the next hour or two of me playing this game i have heard that it does have a bit of a slow start uh to build up to you know the rest of the game but that's not unusual for these types of games like assassin's creed also you can take as slow of a start as you want to to get going in that. So, is this a fully open world, right? Uh, that you can just take in. It is set in shoot the I forget which district of Tokyo it's in, but yeah, you're you're walking around this world. There are shops that you can go into, restaurants, arcades. Um, I've always heard that these were, and they're pro- and I know this is a different version, but I've always heard that these were like the better Grand Theft Auto games. So it's not as open as something like that. The the part of the world that you're exploring is going to be more dense with stuff to do. 
Is it more yeah, like a like, true crime streets of LA type thing? No, no. Uh, well, even then, you had like all of Los Angeles to drive. Not all of Los Angeles, but a big, big. Map there's no, to drive there's no driving there. in this game, right? Yeah, you're just walking, so, walking, like, and running. I, I think the comparisons come in when it comes to something like off the wall, offbeat side stuff, um, mm-hmm. and not just side stories, but like little mini games and stuff. So it, it makes me think more about. I think Grand Theft Auto 4 was probably the the poster child for something like this, where it was, hey, Roman calls you, and you're going to go bowling, or going to go play darts, or yeah. you go, or you go yeah. to the comedy show and watch Cat Williams uh, do a set, or Ricky Gervais do a set. Can't believe that happened. Um, or, like, watching shit on, on, the t- on the TV and seeing the bullshit that happens mm-hmm. there. This game does... Well, this series, I, I'm not sure about this game, but this series has traditionally done, oh, you can go do karaoke. You can go, yep. uh, like, I think there's been bowling in this. Like, you can go do all these side things that are interesting, just weird little huh. offbeat things that make it feel like Grand Theft Auto. And also there's a crime undercurrent going through it, being that it's yeah. about the Yakuza. Uh, so I think that's where those things start to get mixed, even though this is a different genre because you're punching stuff and pe- instead of shooting people, you're walking around instead of driving around. It's But this is like a mature game, right? Like this is Sure, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean the whole yeah, first it's telling the game sounds like it's kind of well, at least the early part of the game sounds it's like it's about um protecting prostitutes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so as you're you're getting to to know or uh, get to know Itchy, you you see that he has like a heart of gold. You know, he he may be a yakuza, but he's still a good guy. Um, you know, he uh, some kids get scammed out of some money, and he gets it back from the person who scammed him, and he makes his buddy go give the money back to the kids instead of collecting it for himself. Um, Got it. You know, he's he's standing up for people that you know you wouldn't normally expect a criminal to, to otherwise care about. Um, and I think that that must tie into the people that become his party members later on in the game. Uh, other people who are, you know, down and out, uh, outcasts, so to speak. So, um, you know, my impression so far, really positive. The story has been really goofy and highly dramatic, which, and you're playing this with I, the, the dub, the dub voice track. I am. I'm playing with the English uh, voice acting, which not all of the voice acting is in English. So when you go into a shop or if there's mm. side dialogue that doesn't have any VO, they're talking to you in Japanese, uh, which is a little weird. Mm. And then um, I might kick it over to the Japanese uh, track at some point, but I, I know uh, George Takei and some other uh, like more prominent Asian uh, actors are in this game, and I, I kind of wanted to hear nice. hear their uh, their voice acting. Um, so yeah, not super far into it, but what I have played so far, I'm I'm liking a whole lot. I've these two games that are, are battling sure, sure. in my for my time right now. So one of the things to so. make mention here, uh, um, we talked about it on our last episode. This is coming. This is out on Xbox uh, One. This is out on mm-hmm. Xbox Series X. And S, mm-hmm. uh, it's yes. on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yep. it is also, uh, and I did not know this till the other day. This is a buy anywhere game. 
for, for yep. Microsoft. So it comes with Smart Delivery, which is their new branding that like if you buy this on the Xbox One and you do get a new Xbox, you'll get the better version whenever you play it there. But back on the, uh, the, the last generation, the buy anywhere was a really big thing for PC. So like if you bought this on your Xbox, you got it on the Windows Store as well. Uh, so that's a pretty big deal, I think, especially knowing that they haven't had these games in the past. I know that it is yeah. available on PlayStation 4, and I think mm-hmm. it's coming to PlayStation 5 uh, next, next year. year. So a, a little yeah. splintered here for where you can play this game. but Yeah, I I actually I bought it on Steam. I learned it was Play Anywhere. I returned the Steam copy, and I bought the Microsoft copy, and I've played it exclusive, exclusively on my Xbox so far. I have it. I fired it up earlier uh, just to load my save. Um but I haven't played it on PC yet, so I can't speak to how it looks on there. I am, but it looks really good on Xbox One X. Yeah, so I've got I've got it loaded on my PC. I ended up picking this up as well, guys. Um, I've got it on my play on my PC right now. I'm going to download it to my Xbox, and then um, I might be able to do while I'm at work use the the remote play the remote stuff and, and check that out while because I think it'll be a game that will be okay with a lower latency mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to fit things in right now where I can. That might be how I play this. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Two very good video games. Now, if you want right to play, on. if you want to play every single Yakuza game, you still probably want a PS4 because that's where because that has zero. Kiwami one, Kiwami two, which are just remakes of the first two games. Um, three. Uh, the remastered collection has three, four, and five. Okay. It, it has six, which I think is called the Song of Life, and then it has yep. this one, which is not in Judgment, right? In Judgment, which is uh, Yakuza adjacent. Okay. Like even even further adjacent than this one is. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. Well, look. A lot of fun games to be playing right now. I know that we'll be busy going into uh, holiday season, and we, we started to map out um, the rest of our shows for, for this year. Um, but I do think that these are some games you might hear a little bit more from us as the release window has narrowed down. Um, no game that you... You don't know about any games yet because we haven't told you about them yet for December except for Cyberpunk, and that's still hanging Who in knows? The yeah. Who knows? But I do think that these are some games we'll be checking out, and you'll be hearing more from us uh, as we get into the game of the year season uh this is kind of that time of the year where we all put our heads down and start to play through some of this stuff to make sense of where it's going to land but we do have some news to talk about and i'll be running this through that this week um in the spirit of giving you things to play on your new hardware halo 4 is being added to thank god is being added to the master chief collection well, uh, hang on with here. a remastered campaign, it was already yeah, in the like it's already in the console version. This is just Halo Force coming to the PC version. Correct. But this also segues into if you do have one of those shiny new Xboxes, uh, the campaigns and multiplayer have all been bumped up to the 120 frames per second category. Sure. There's also split cre- split screen improvements uh, and up to 4K on the Series X. Uh, this is available for free to existing owners with that as well so uh tell me everything you remember about halo 4 i don't think i played uh, Halo 4. master chief uh runs into uh the mm-hmm. the ain't not the mm-hmm. ancients mm-hmm. 
I forget. I forget what the new alien species I, is. They have a bunch of I weapons. I hate that I know more about Halo Four than either of you guys, and I think I hate Halo Four more than both of you guys. Oh, I don't know about that. Cortana starts going rampant. This is the first uh, one that three four three did, correct? Yes. Yeah. I maybe maybe checked this out like as a red box rental. I think that's what I did, and I I think I stopped playing because I just didn't think. I could. And they 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 changed the multiplayer announcer's voice. So it was the same guy, but he sounded more like digitized. It was bad, and the multiplayer was bad. I don't like this game. Well, and speaking like of bad things, everything like we're gonna uh, keep going here with bad well, things. Well, I gotta, I gotta at least help Johnny out here. They're the forerunners. Oh, fair. Forerunners, uh, thank you. Uh, and it turns out that they like. What did they, they have were, against Toyota? Yeah, exactly. Um, the didact Ooh. was the 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 one leading them, and he was dumb. All like the, all the all the uh-huh. forerunner stuff was really stupid. Um, yeah, that that game's bad. I, I don't I don't like that game at all. And that really sucks. I like five a whole lot. More. I don't like five either. I mean, it's better than four, but I don't like it either. I man, Halo used to be so good. Now it's this. Well, maybe they're taking time to make it good again because they mm, certainly they're, pushed it. They're, back. Cer- they're certainly taking time. We'll see. Make Halo great again. Speaking of games that should have taken more time, uh, Square <laughs> yeah. Enix uh-huh. has reported um, a $48 million loss following the release of the underperforming Marvel's Avengers. I'm going to pause here and give you a little bit more news. This game, I'm going to I'm gonna call it, it's Anthem 2.0. It's that level of bad. Uh, a few weeks ago. You love Anthem. Re- I do love Anthem. I love I, I love what Anthem could have been. Um, a few weeks ago, they reported, at least on the PC side of things, the concurrent player had fallen below a thousand, and that they were starting to get into matchmaking issues, which is a difficult place to find yourself in when you have a game built around playing with other people. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm not here to talk dollars and cents. Uh, I am gonna. I am gonna say that it's You're interesting talk to about me. Yen, yen. Uh, they did. So there were. Man, you don't. I'm sorry. Like in in the this day and age, when the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what it is, mm-hmm. you do not add Kate Bishop as the next up character. I don't you know, know who, who Kate is. Bishop is. I have no exactly. Idea. Now you've already done that with with with. Uh, uh, who, but who would they add? Who would they add? Who isn't in there? Who Doctor Strange would be a pretty fucking cool okay, one. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, so Kate Bishop is the daughter of Hawkeye. So put Hawkeye in it, which I think that they were Wait, going is to. Is he not? I thought I thought he was no. already in it, and they played the no. same or something like that. No, that was the whole thing. Oh, man. Uh, so they. This game is now, so they've bad. they pushed I all this back. <laughs> and who the fuck knows what's happening with Spider-Man in this game? Has he not again, been added yet? He's not even in it. So all these these, you know, schmucks who bought this on the PlayStation wanted to get Spider-Man. He's not even in it. And at this point in time, I would be shocked if he was because this game really? Oh, yes. Well, I've Mm, I think they've got to put him in. Like, I mean, there's he, probably some contractual yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I think there might be some legal stuff. I mean, stuff Johnny, forty-eight million dollars speaks a lot here. Well, yeah, but in, unless I mean, Square is 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 declaring bankruptcy, which they're not. I don't not. think they're yeah. doing that. But an interesting point to make is this is the second quarter of this year mm-hmm. that they've had a loss like this, not to this degree, mm-hmm. but this is the second loss 
uh, losing quarter for them. Now, again, we're in the midst of a pandemic, a global pandemic. People are working in very different capacities. I fully don't want to like hang everything on the underperforming game here that they have with Avengers. But I think for Square, it is a bit maybe can, like there's a lot of writing on the wall that came out when, when this was happening. And to see a loss like this, I think you just can't throw a service game out there and be like, this is it. This is the one. I think there's been countless people who have failed at this. An- Anthem's the most recent one. Bethesda really fucked up on Fallout 76. Shit, Bungie struggled with Destiny for years. And I think that there's plenty of people that you can reach out to and be like, hey, can you give us any advice here? What can we do? And I do believe that you've got a very big household name with Square. I, 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 I don't think you'd be getting advice. I think this might be like, hey, do you want to buy us if they're posting losses <laughs> like this? Potentially. Potentially. It's just interesting to me um, that... Even the Marvel brand, which has seemed to be just full steam ahead for over a decade, wasn't strong enough to carry a game like this. And I I think that a little bit more time would have been good for them to work out some of these things. I also think that, you know, why why even... Because they've pushed back now all their plans for... um, Well, well, I mean, do you think... How how strong is Marvel these days? Like I know, generally still pretty fucking strong, but, powerful. Well, but the idea that we've we've more or less run it run its course when it comes to Avengers. Like, hey, we had the big climactic stuff, we had Endgame, and now you know Spider Man is still exciting. People are really really digging uh, the Tom Holland movies, but other than that. Like it seems like things have calmed down. You got the a Black Widow movie. You've got Blade. People aren't excited about those in the same way they are it, about a new Iron Man or a new wait, Captain. Did you say Blade? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're making a new Blade. Isn't Wesley Snipes? No. You know who's playing Blade? Wesley no. Snipes. Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know this. Who? Uh, the guy. The guy from um, True Detective. The last. The True Detective. Of Moonlight. True Detective. He was in. Uh, Oh, okay. He was in another Marvel movie or Marvel TV series, um, has not played. But but I'm saying like those. I, I feel like this game should have come out when Endgame came came out. If they really wanted to capitalize on this, stuff, wasn't it Endgame, delayed? It was delayed, right? Oh yeah, definitely because they it's had a rough uh, a rough go of things. But um, I, I feel like they kind of missed their window, and now the hype isn't as big. It's still it's still residually big because of all the stuff that came before, but I feel like all the stuff that's happened and then this game also trying to be Avengers, but also can't use the faces and having a lot of other at the end of the day, it's, it's tough. It's it's just not a good game. And I, and I mean, I, I I say that as somebody who doesn't make games for a living, but plays a lot of them, not a good game. Also plays a lot of bad ones. Apparently I hope they can turn it around. You know, there's there's something there, I think, to be had, but it's going to take some work. Uh, moving on here, Sony announced some of their plans for next year. And uh, they did finally let the cat out of the bag on Horizon Forbidden West because they've been pretty quiet on when this might come out outside of just 2021. And they did share that this is going to be coming out the second half of 2021 now. They did reaffirm that Gran Turismo 7 and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart are both due to arrive in the first half of 2021, but they are expecting delays pending global pandemic. Man, that Ratchet & Clank game looks real cool. This is just telling me that, as, and I'm saying this is the guy who's going to try and get a PlayStation 
uh, in the next 24 hours that you're okay to wait if you don't like I'm not going to lose any sleep on on it like there's not anything like these are the big games that they've shown so far there'll be other shit that comes out that's cool that's fine but like Sony is basically telling you that maybe there'll be some more pushbacks and what what's missing for me is when they showed the last the day that you could pre-order the PlayStation they said God of War was coming out in 2021 and like that's not even on this list not even listed at all my money says God of War is a 2022 game at this point in time. Especially yeah, if Horizon's well, maybe. second half. I just don't see them putting yeah, both of them or, out. Or they're spaced a few months apart. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I've been waiting for this for a very long time. Uh, if you've been listening to the show, especially this past year, there's been multiple opportunities where I've asked for the Mass Effect remasters to come. and I think that we all have. We all have at various times mm. on this podcast, Chase. But God damn it, <laughs> don't spoil. I, we got not only I did like, we get I Mass, like Mass Effect, I just didn't think we needed it. Kanye Shepard, must true. Live on. I, this is what I'm most excited about. <laughs> so Mass Effect Legendary Edition has been announced. Uh, it's going to be coming out in 2021. Um, I, I think early. Did, did they say consoles? Is, March, does it, I is it coming for for current consoles or just the new stuff? I did not see anything with that. What they did okay. say is that um, it will be uh, for many months now. Our team at Bioware has been hard at work on updating the textures, shaders, models, effects, and technical features of three enormous games. So this is not a um, they haven't completely redone these games. It's just a remastering of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, the collection includes a remastered single player content and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3, as well as all promo weapons, armor, and packs. So if you remember back when these games were coming out, if you bought it from this store, that store, this store, or if you got Taco Bell, like there's shit that you could get for or the game. Or if you had a Dragon Age save, you'd get the yep. cool armor there or something like that, yeah. So all that'll be packed into this as well. Uh, but what I wasn't expecting is that it was also revealed that a new entry in the Mass Effect series is in the early stages of development uh, there's no mm. details that were shared, but they did confirm that it is being worked on by a veteran team, which does include people that were a part of the Jade uh, Empire team. So they, I, uh, I can't. They already killed Mass Effect. Hey, I cannot. We, we've got this, guys. That's a little Mass Effect Andromeda I, joke there for you. I know. I I don't know where. Like I've I've would suspect that they act like Andromeda just didn't fucking happen and they, they take a crack at this I mean, again. it's also hundreds of years after and also in a different yeah, galaxy. Yeah, we, we don't know so. where any of, like, yes, definitely. We don't know when this new game takes place, uh, whether it's a complete side story in the same way that Andromeda was or, like, a super sequel or maybe it's a super right. prequel. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, like, that's... I'm not too worried about... I, they can get around anything story-wise if they want to. I just don't know why. I, I just don't know why. Give me why would you do this? A hard-boiled detective story where you're playing as Garrus. Sure. Yes. If you want, if you want the C-Sec Garrus game, I'd be cool with that. That'd be fine. So yeah, they just said that there's another new Mass Effect series in the early stages of development, but you will be able to relive, arguably, one of the greatest video game trilogies of all time. Um, here in just a few months. 
Yeah. Um, I think uh, they also I'm, maybe mentioned that uh, Mass Effect 1 would be getting a little bit more work to it than the other games. Oh, God, I hope yeah. so. I think so. Uh, I mean, you think about the Mako sections, that god awful inventory system, the elevators. <sighs> these are you don't. These are the wrong things to get upset about Mass Effect Four. Like, like, mm. Nope, never so mind. So I guess my question to you guys would be: uh, What? Those are the most terrible things about no, that game. The Mako's fine. So Chase, if and they the bring this game out, if Mass Effect fine. Legendary Edition is announced. Oh, for the, the Mako's Nintendo dog Switch, shit. Are you buying this it's, on the Nintendo It's like Switch, trying to drive an actual Mako PlayStation on land. I like the Mako. <laughs> Where are you going to pick this Sorry. up at? Uh, PC. Okay. I, I like the Mako. I mean, the Mako could be fine if it didn't handle it. Mako is best shit. girl. Um, and also, Ma- if the planets you're exploring the than the weren't just... I would argue that neither of the vehicles that are featured in the Mass Effect really are, are good. I like the Mako. So, <laughs> Chase, where are you buying this game? I, I don't know a, a PlayStation. If it's on, sort. if you if it's PlayStation or Switch, where are you going? If it's on Switch, still PlayStation. It's not <laughs> still to still probably PlayStation. Yeah, it's not coming to Switch, but um, yeah, I, I, this is this sounds like a PlayStation game to me. Like having having something that is supposed to be shiny and new and textury, uh, and getting that work to it. That's where I'd want to see it is sure. on a big screen TV like that with the hardest the sharpest hardware i got nice and then lastly here to wrap up the news you can now i'd, move I'd rather them make another kotor yes i'll <laughs> take one of those two please not uh, two. to wrap up the Just news tonight in, instead of or a yeah. new jade empire if it's made if it's made of people of the jade empire team just make a new jade empire be you never got be, one of, be a better one of use of everyone's time you can now move Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home. Thank God. Chase? Hey, hey, but guess what? What's that? It's some bullshit. <laughs> it's, oh. It's <laughs> shocking. It's Pokemon, so it's not just Do easy. Tell. Um, there is a there's an energy meter on this transporter. God damn it. So moving over what a uh, bunch an of amount fucking of bullshit yeah moving over an amount of pokemon you you can't move over everything you want all at once um you, you oh wow <laughs> yeah shocking. so you either have to wait for it to recharge or hey you could spend some poke coins uh to oh, to get that. it to to just refresh i'm already completely. paying for pokemon Home. um i don't know i don't know how many normal pokemon that you can send over but i do know in the article it said uh send me a, your normies a shiny, Wait. a a regular shiny Pokemon. So like, I don't does know, that take shiny. more energy than a regular normal? Oh yeah, okay. totally. Did did you guys? What? Maybe I you said this and I, I missed it. It's only available for level forty Pokemon. Yeah, Go we players. didn't say that yet, but that's true. God, what the? F- well, they said it's only available for them now. It's coming. It will roll out to everyone. Why? Because they're What's special. The I don't know. Maybe it's a way of of just uh, soft rolling it out. So like not. Every- oh, that's so stupid. Who cares? Who cares? You're out there playing Pokemon Sword. And- you're, you're playing already- Crown Tundra and getting a bunch of legendaries that you already own that are already in your Pokemon home. So what are you bitching about? It's the principle of the matter, Chase. <laughs> Okay. Where's my Here, goddamn checkbook? Here's, Give me here's, my checkbook. here's the real shit, though. Here's the real shit. <laughs> a a regular. I told you I didn't want that trick. A regular shiny Pokemon, so like not a legendary. Uh, uh-huh. That would take up a fourth, a quarter of your of your energy, 
and a shiny legendary Pokemon will take the entire energy. So, what? What, yeah. what is the point of this nonsense? The, po- the point really? is so you don't just move over everything all at once. So you keep playing Pokemon. Who gives so a you, shit? I, well, they give a shit because they want you. Can you to move potentially spend from home? Is the same rules apply? Can you go from home to go? No. Nope, that is like the same way that Pokemon Go Pokemon can go back. to uh hey you or not hey you Pokemon the, uh, can go straight to hell. The, uh, what Pokemon Go can do. Let's go let's go uh Eevee and let's go Pikachu. The same way that Pokemon, was a one race street. Let's go rip off some more of our fans. Uh-huh. This is also a one race street. So no no way to uh to grab those po- or to put those Pokemon back in Go. Um which is <sighs> fine. Like wh- why do you why would you need them to go back into Go? It's my money, and I want it now. You know, fair point. Fair point. This is I'm going to call J.G. Wentworth is, and see if I can get my Pokemon transfer. So, uh, the only thing that this actually matters at all is Melmetal, right? Meltan and Melmetal. Yeah. Those are the only ones that are Go-exclusive. So, if you wanted to send those over, you can now. Uh, and if for whatever reason Great. you have other Pokemon or shiny legendaries or something, and you want to get them into your mainline Pokemon games, you can do that. I guess it's fine. I, I'm glad they closed the loop. It's it's yeah. nice that it's there. Of Good course, for them. It's, of course, it's Pokemon, so it's bullshit. But I mean, then again, I have gone through so many fucking hoops to to get mm-hmm. my Ruby Groudon to Pokemon Home these days. It it takes a ridiculous amount of time, effort, and hardware to make it happen. But you can do it. So the idea that it says, hey, we just want you to spend a little bit of energy and then take some time before you do it again, it's not the worst thing that they've done. <laughs> Fair. I am going to... We've broken Johnny. i all of my energy on how stupid they are. That's fair. That's fair, That's fair uh, too. What? That didn't make sense. Do you guys know what level you are in, in Pokemon Go? Uh, mid thirties. Uh, none of none 40. of us are forty. I know that. Yeah, I'm mid thirty. I think I'm like thirty three, thirty four. I think I can look you guys up. I'm yeah. thirty seven. Uh, let's see here. Mister Bobby is thirty four, yeah. and Johnny over here is twenty three. Johnny, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it very soon. Oh, uh, right. Well, listen, guys, there's been a lot of fun stuff we've talked about tonight from everything from Seven Nights Time Wanderer to Yakuza Like a Dragon. We talked a lot about. Those are the only two games we talked about. It's weird. That's it. Those are the only two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chase, you run a show outside of our show called Gamers on the Go. How's that going? Uh, It hasn't been for a while. It's been a. It's been a good bid since my last episode Are you or since the last thing I wrote. Working on any type of like end of year content for that? Um, I'm thinking about it. I, I do need to contact some people about that, figure out how to do a show. I've been doing an end of year thing for Gamers on the Go for a number of years now. So uh, yeah. I would like to keep that streak going. Uh, but it depends. It's it's tough because what's a handheld game anymore? Like the Switch right. is everything's a handheld game Everything. and nothing's a handheld game. Um, I don't think I don't think iOS was as strong this year in terms of exciting games that that would make me want to talk about them in any in any sort of fashion. Um, 3DS isn't getting anything anymore. Vita's been dead for a long time, so it's it's tough to say like what a handheld game is. But I still kind of want to do the show anyway, so we'll we'll figure something out. I'm sure. Yeah, Johnny. 
What are you playing with yeah. your son? Uh, you know, we haven't been playing a lot of games the last week or so, but we have been watching a lot of The Simpsons together, which is always a good time. He right. he enjoys uh, all those timely references. Yeah. He does. He that's just favorite tv show i i believe it Um, but similar like uh i was listening to some people talk about animaniacs coming back and talking about mm -hmm. how that you know that show is was such a reference for pop culture that happened like two decades before it it, before Uh it aired and so now Uh like it's going to be referencing pop culture from like when animaniacs used to be on the air and that's weird. Right. It's weird. It is weird. God. I'm still I'm still excited for to see what they do. Yeah, the especially because they have um, like, the real ass voice actors coming back. Like they're not. Yeah. They're not doing the Powerpuff Girls treatment where they got a whole new cast or or some other shows that have done that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we we've been playing some Minecraft per the usual. Still still so. more Splunky too. Haven't played Splunky for a bit. We'll, we'll get back yeah. into it. Uh, Sarah has commandeered my Nintendo Switch, and she's using my account to go and water her flowers. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yes, the Animal Crossing. She's committed. Bug. I'm I'm still playing that game every day. That game's great. She plays it every, every day. The she's Halloween the Halloween stuff I thought was was pretty well done, and uh, we've got I believe his name is Franklin the turkey coming here pretty soon for uh, for like some kind of harvesty festival. Nice. And, uh, yeah, Animal Crossing's good. I got my robot. That's all that matters. It, if you, you want to talk to us about some of these new games that came out, if you got a new piece of hardware and you want to give us your hot take on that since we don't have one ourselves, uh, please do so by emailing us the at uh, gmail.com or on Twitter at thecasualhour. You can also just share us, share with us all of your fun and incredible ideas via voice. Uh, if you do so by going to anchor.fm slash the casual hour, we will include you in the episode. Um, we will be back next week, I believe, with a deep dive. Yep. And uh, that will be a fun and interesting look at gaming culture. Leave it at that. But, guys, thank you so much for your continued support of the show. Uh, this is gearing up to be some of my favorite time of the year when we start to really hit the ground running with game of the year content. So I would anticipate the next few weeks to be a little bit more of these games and some things there as we go into that that time of year. But uh, we will be back next week with that deep dive, as I mentioned. Play something new and let us know what you think about those new consoles. Take care, everybody.